Ladies and gentlemen, good day and welcome to Future FI22 Earnings Conference Call of Tata Consumer Products Limited, hosted by ICIC Securities. As a reminder, all participant lines will be in the listen-only mode, and there will be an opportunity for you to ask questions after the presentation concludes. Should you need assistance during the conference call, please signal an operator by pressing star then zero on your touchstone phone. Please note that this conference is being recorded. I now hand the conference over to Mr. Manoj Menon, Head of Research, ICSA Security. Thank you and over to you, sir. Hey, hi, everyone. Uh, uh, a very good morning, good afternoon, uh, good evening, depending on the part of the world you are joining from. Uh, and also, uh, in a warm season's greetings to all of you, given the festive season just about uh, going, you know, going through in India at this point. Uh, at ISEC, uh, it's our absolute pleasure to host uh, Tata Consumer Products Limited Management for the 2Q FI22 results earnings call. Uh, the company is represented today by Mr. Sunil D'Souza, Managing Director and CEO, Mr. L. Krishna Kumar, Executive Director and Group CFO, Mr. Ajit Krishna Kumar, Chief Operating Officer, and Ms. Nidhi Varma, Head Invest Relations and Communication. Now over to Nidhi for the further proceedings. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Manoj. Uh, good morning, everyone, uh, and hope you had a good weekend and had the time to go through our presentation and some of the investor materials. Uh, so for today's uh, presentation, we will spend about 20 minutes going through some of the key highlights and uh, uh, performance updates which Sunil will do and then we will straight away dive into question and answers. Uh, I would just quickly draw your attention to the disclaimer statement. Uh, if you can just look through this. Yeah, and I would now hand it over to Sunil. Thanks, thanks Niri. Uh, I will quickly jump on straight to the executive summary for the quarter. Uh, give you a highlight of where we are on our strategic priorities and a broad snapshot of uh, our uh, businesses and uh, the outlook as we see it uh, going forward. Uh, in the interest of keeping it crisp uh, and presuming that uh, quite a lot of you would have had the time to go through this deck on the weekend, I will try and hit the big points. So if I go to slide number six, uh, during the quarter, consolidated revenue grew 11%. Uh, just to put it in perspective, last year, same quarter, we had two businesses which were divested, which is the empirical food service business in the US uh, and the MAP out-of-home uh, coffee business in Australia. And that's why we're saying X uh, international food service business. Uh, bringing the two-year CAGR to 14%, India was very strong growth. Uh, we had a 14% uh, growth on the India beverage business with a 2% volume growth, but this 2% came on the back uh, of a, a strong volume growth in the previous, uh, in the same quarter last year. India food business uh, going from strength to strength with a 16% volume, 23% uh, revenue. International business grew 3%. It was flat, almost flat, is 0.5%. Uh, actually in constant currency term, cycling a, a elevated base driven by uh, pantry loading that we had seen last year same quarter. Now just to put it in perspective, Q1 last year was the peak of the pantry loading, Q2 was a bit of tapering, Q3, 4, Q4 had come back to normalcy. So more or less the India international business uh, in terms of the macro outlook is now back to normal. 
टी कॉस्ट इन्फ्लेशन विच वॉज इम्पैक्टिंग आर मार्जिन टेपर्ड ऑफ एंड वी सीन सिक्वेंशियल इम्प्रूवमेंट इन ग्रॉस मार्जिन फॉर द सेकेंड कंजर्क्यूटिव क्वार्टर एंड यू कूड एक्सपेक्ट मार्जिन इम्प्रूविंग क्वार्टर ऑन क्वार्टर एटलीस्ट फॉर द नेक्स्ट टू और थ्री क्वार्टर्स एज वी गो फॉरवर्ड एबिडा मार्जिन फॉर द क्वार्टर वॉज अप बाई फिफ्टी बेसिस पॉइंट्स वर्सेज लास्ट क्वार्टर बट डाउन सिक्सटी बेसिस पॉइंट्स इयर ऑन इयर एंड प्राइमरली ड्रिवन बाय ATL investments in India business behind brand building being up by 75% year on year. Uh, we continue to drive efficiencies in working capital. Uh, we've had reduction of 16 days uh, uh, in uh, working capital versus last year, uh, and about 1700 uh, basis points improvement in uh, free cash flow to EBITDA conversion versus the same quarter last year. Uh, in terms of results uh, exactly what i have talked about 2% volume 14% revenue in india beverages 16 volume 23 in india foods us copy was volume was flat constant currency growth was 1% uh, international tea volume growth of 1 uh, flat in uh, revenue terms uh, constant currency uh, overall therefore Uh, 11% revenue growth translating to 3033 crores of uh, top line uh quickly h1 i will not go through all the detailed numbers but overall even for h1 it is a 11% uh, uh, revenue uh, just go back maybe uh 11% revenue no next time 11% revenue growth uh, consolidated revenue at 6042 crores next slide in terms of margins overall and growth percentages uh, ebitda was up by 5% uh, margin down 60 basis points that flowed through into group net profit uh, again 5% growth uh, on group net profit margin 9.4 negative 40 basis points uh eps growth year on year is 4% now uh group net profit all in 302 crores and we're sitting with 2250 crores of cash uh quick highlight on strategic priorities uh just to highlight uh, recap we had defined six strategic priorities strengthening and accelerating our core businesses driving digital and innovation unlocking synergies and focus on cost creating capabilities and talent and a future ready organization exploring new opportunities both organic and inorganic and embedding sustainability now in terms of brands we talked about the 75% increase in atl spends uh, this quarter uh, high focus across the country uh, we've invested in the south behind chakra and kanandevan uh, tightly uh, as the the economy has opened up and more on premise and premium outlets get opened up we focus behind that soulful uh, which we had focused on integrating in the first 40 45 days or so of the quarter we have now started ramping up with ant and you would you should see a product pipeline starting to come out in line with our plans uh salt same thing we focused on building out a salt atl all in you would see the increase on distribution and atl starting to play out in our share gains tea up by 170 basis points nearly and salt a very good 440 basis points growth versus 
last quarter, uh, same quarter last year. Uh, we had committed to getting to 1 million outlets uh, in 12 months. The good news is we are ahead of that number. 1.1 is the number that we hit in September. Uh, so time to raise the bar. Uh, we are moving the target to 1.3 million outlets by FY22. Uh, we are also committed saying we will increase uh, total reach to uh, 2x of where we were, which was 2 million outlets in September 20 in 36 months. Uh, we have already moved it by 30%. Uh, so we are exiting at 2.6 million outlets in September and continuing to add every quarter. Uh, other thing apart from expanding distribution is to make sure that our team focuses on beyond tea and base salt. So we have started a premium DSR programs. We now cover about 17,000 outlets with additional salespeople, only focusing on the premium part of the portfolio and the new extension, new brand that we are launching. Sampan Techly Coffee and Soulful is uh, an example here. E-commerce, just to recap, we had started with 2.5% when we started uh, our journey as Tata Consumer Products. It's now up to 7% of sale, continuing to show robust growth, up 39% this quarter. Institutional channel, which we had started off, is now delivering strong results, up 117%. The Narisco business, uh, which we are quite bullish on, and we had bought this, and we were very clear that we are going to expand geographically and portfolio. Uh, portfolio work has started, and you'll see that in a bit, but uh, outlet up by 49% year on year. Uh, rural, which is where we have uh, opportunity, uh, more than urban I would say, uh, and we have started appointing rural distributors. We are now up to 4,000 plus distributors, aiming to exit 5,000 by March. Uh, innovation, uh, continuing the focus, expanding the range of sonnets, uh, Tata Gluco plus Jelly, which we expect to be a blockbuster. Uh, started off on a very strong wicket uh, in the Narishko uh, portfolio, uh, uh, partnered with uh, uh, Tesco and the loop system uh, to uh, get reusable tins uh, into the UK business. And as I mentioned, Soulful, now that we finished integration, we are up, we are at 4x the number of outlets that we used to, uh, or they used to service. We are now starting our uh, new uh, product pipeline. Uh, this is one of the first, Soulful 0% added sugar uh, muesli. Uh, and uh, we have now launched the 10 rupees uh, Soulful Ragi Bites into the market. Uh, sustainability remains a focus. I already talked about Loop. We are one of the founder signatories on the India Plastics Pack. Uh, we have focus on better communities. We started this program in Jharkhand. Uh, apart from that, we have an MOU with the Indian Institute of Millet Research. Uh, millet is a more sustainable crop and it is a strategic uh, portfolio for us. Uh, helps us and helps the environment. Uh, our sustainability efforts have got recognized. We've been rated A by MSCI ESG ratings. Sustainalytics has moved us up from severe to medium in the last update. And Crystal uh, uh, released their first India ESG report uh, in which we are in the top uh, set of FNCG companies. Uh, quickly, uh, GDP, all, all key markets in which we operate starting to recover. 
commodities tea prices starting to come come up their high the dark blue line in the middle if i may uh, but now sort of being range bound uh, that said uh, they're significantly below where they were in uh, september october of 2020 uh but they are still above where they started in uh, september october 2019 so somewhere in between uh but our pricing actions have already uh, happened to a large extent and therefore we would expect margins to be moving up from here on a slight bit of an uptick in uh, kenyan teas uh with the new kenyan tea act which has got passed uh it's a wait and watch for that for now coffee i'm sure all of you are aware it's uh, moved up significantly from where it was uh it has both positives and negatives for us uh, we've got to deal with coffee increased coffee buying prices in the us but tata coffee which is a listed subsidiary gets the benefit in terms of plantations and a little bit in terms of its extraction business moving straight to business performance uh before that uh yeah so i start with india packaged beverages 2% volume 10% revenue 168 basis points of market share gain now just to uh caveat that this market share gain since nielsen has not released a september report uh, we have taken a rolling three months so this is a june july august number but we do we would expect september to be coming in slightly better than this uh, but we are keeping fingers crossed on that piece uh ebit margin has been on a upward trajectory uh, as the inflation has uh, tapered off and we continue to be market leaders on the e-commerce uh, uh, business on india foods 16% volume 23% revenue a very strong uh, performance uh, premium salt grew by 42% tata sampan grew nearly 30% on a base which was i think close to a 30% uh, in the same quarter last year as well uh the ebit margin for the quarter however was impacted by the portfolio mix the mix between sampan and salt uh the investment behind soulful increased ant behind the india foods business and other expenses including logistics and freight narishko i talked about 121% revenue growth year to date they were up by 107% uh strong performance and now with the, out of home opening we do expect them to accelerate uh, i talked about new product innovation fruski which we had done a pilot uh, successful now and we're calling it and therefore starting expansion and uh, tata gluco plus the jelly uh, introduction has got off to a very strong uh, launch tata coffee uh, plantations was negative 24% uh, but extractions was positive uh but very strong delivery on the ebit line while top line was a bit muted because of tea and lower realization uh, even in pepper tata starbucks as the out of home has opened up a very strong recovery in the quarter uh and we continue our journey of opening stores in the quarter they opened 14 stores now they are up to 233 now they are present in 19 cities which include jaipur 88% of stores are reopened uh, the good news was september 2019 uh, same store sales is now 94% index to september uh, 2019 uh, so that shows consumers coming back into stores so our expanded footprint will start paying uh, dividends uh, quickly in terms of international 
the uk 1% revenue the good news is our three brand strategy uh, uh, which is primarily to deal with the fact that we need to move from being a just a black tea company into the fruit and herbal specialty and premium spaces starting to pay results very strong growth on tea pigs as well as if you include good earth as well we are starting to see traction in our overall tea share uh, in the uk next slide uh us uh, coffee revenue growth of 1% uh, tea which had gone through a strong bump last year in the pantry loading is now starting to normalize uh coffee bag share flat to slight bit of a pressure but we're confident we can get it back very quickly next slide uh canada again uh, they bore the brunt of uh, the lockdown because the canada lockdown continued for quite some time uh, and pantry loading uh, also given by the fact that we are the number one tea brand there was very high last year but now coming back quickly to normalcy uh, market share continues to be a very strong story out here totally uh, gain share led by regularity outpacing the category and specialty tree growing within the category Uh, now I hand over to LK for the financial performance. LK, over to you. Yeah, thanks, Anil, and, and morning, everyone. Uh, I'll take you through a few few slides of the financial performance, starting with highlights for the quarter in uh, September. Uh, on the standalone basis, revenue increased by 14% from 1736 to 1988, reflecting the growth in India beverages and foods business. EBITDA grew by 6%. And in the later slides, uh, we'll talk through some of the reasons why a bit of growth has been lower. Consolidated performance uh, revenue up by nine percent, eleven percent on a like-to-like basis, adjusting for exit. Uh, we had the food service business last year, which we exited. So adjusting for that, we grew eleven percent. But out of that, the, the growth in, in the India branded business was seventeen percent, with beverages going by fourteen, and India foods going by twenty-three percent. Uh, Vietnam uh, and Tata Coffee, including Vietnam, was flat. So was the international business, adjusting for exits. EBITDA growth was 5%. We saw gross margin improvement in India beverages as tea costs came down. There was improved performance in the extraction business of Tata Coffee, and there was higher investment behind brands in India. So, if you move on to the next slide, which is the financials on a standalone basis, uh, revenue 14%. We talked about that earlier. With budget uh, is 14% and uh, foods by 23%. EBITDA lower at 6%. Uh, what we need to look at an EBITDA margin is 13.5% compared to 14.6%. Now, if you compare the EBITDA movement versus uh, the same period last year, we'll see that uh, gross margin is improving uh, with commodity costs coming off, uh, but the increases have been in the NP line as well as in other expenses. Uh, there is high investment behind NP in this quarter. It's not a reflection of all quarters to come. On the other expenses, you can see, which is uh, uh, again some part of it is to do with soulful investment, uh, with uh, increase in freight and inflationary costs, and some amount of fixed cost investments for building a platform for future growth. So all these are contributors, and we expect uh, a bigger margin to show an improving trend. Uh, PAT uh, 9.5% compared to 9.8% in the same period in the previous year. If you move on to the year-to-date September revenue up by 18%, uh, strong uh, growth by the India businesses, 
a bit down by 9%. Again, it was a reflection of IT cost in the earlier part, which is now leveling off. Uh, PAT high by 22%. Overall, we've also had the benefit of higher uh, dividends from overseas companies in the earlier quarter, which is around a standalone basis. You are seeing an improvement in profitability. Moving on to the consolidated performance. For the quarter, revenue from operations uh, up by 9%, 11% adjusting for exit. EBITDA again, 13.9, uh, lower than 13.4. Uh, reasons I explained earlier, primarily to do with uh, higher investment in ANP, a little bit of margin erosion on the good business, which we'll talk about in a moment, and uh, some inflationary cost increases, as well as some fixed cost investment. Uh, PBT before exceptional items, 364 versus 345, a 5% increase. Uh, PAT 261 versus 234, a 12% increase. At group net profit, the increase is lower. If you look at the share of uh, net profit from JDs and associates, uh, you'll see that it is lower than the same period in the previous year. Two main moments, the loss for Starbucks is lower than in the previous year, but the profits of APPL and North India Plantation is slightly lower than the previous year. So these two are reflected in the share of profits from JDs and associates. Uh, Starbucks has got uh, very strong growth trajectory, especially in the last two months. They're very confident that the rest of the year uh, will be a phenomenal story for Starbucks. Uh, the six-month performance, again, we talked through the trends and the line trends. Uh, revenue growth of 10%, and profitability lower, profits lower because of the impact of T-cost and some amount of investment behind Fire A&P. Moving on to the segment performance, India beverages high by 14%, and we talked through the reasons earlier, and Sunil went through it in detail. Uh, segment results high by 17%, uh, so it reflects the impact of improved gross margin over T-cost, and notwithstanding higher NP investment, there is an improvement uh, in profitability compared to revenue growth. India approached a growth of 23%, but a decline in EBIT margin. And as Sunil mentioned, uh, small impact on gross margin as something continues to grow. There's also an investment behind SoulFood. There is higher NP investment. There is inflation in flight and uh, logistic costs. And there is some fixed cost investment as we build the infrastructure. So all these are contributors. We don't expect this trend to be there forever. Uh, you would certainly see the margins improving from where we are today. Uh, international business adjusting for exit flat top line growth, some improvement in margin uh, because of better management of commodity costs. Non-branded business was a good period for extraction with improved profitability. So you're seeing a 19% growth in profits. A segment-wise contribution, India averages 46% of revenue and 48% of EBIT, India put 26% of revenue and 21% of EBIT, international 28 and 31%. So those are the highlights for the quarter. Hand over to Sunil for the outlook. Thanks, Ilkit. Uh, so uh, overall, in terms of the macros, I think we are seeing the second wave is receding, vaccination progressing, and therefore leading to a fast recovery. You have already seen the impact in the Starbucks and Narishko business uh, of the opening up of the economy. Uh, our international markets are seeing a return to pre-COVID -pre demand trends, and I think uh, we are now entering a period of stable demand, unless, I mean, it's your guess as good as mine on whether there's a third wave. Uh, right now, we don't see that uh, as a very high risk out here. Uh, we continue to stay focused on driving growth in the core business while adding new levers. 
across uh, different functions. Uh, India packaged beverages, as I mentioned to you, has seen a moderation in tea costs. That said, uh, right now pricing is range bound, but we will be dynamic in pricing to make sure we are driving competitive volume and value growth. Just as a perspective, whether you take MAT, last 12 weeks, last 4 weeks, we have had a constant uptick in uh, market share and we intend to continue driving that as we build margin into the business. Momentum on the India foods business top line should continue with focus on distribution and investment behind brand and innovation. You've seen the jump on uh, salt share, uh, you've seen uh, the Sampan growth coming back. We intend to keep uh, pressing the accelerator on these pieces. The out-of-home business is fast moving towards normalization, Starbucks is recovering and uh, Narishko growth momentum should continue slash accelerate from here on. Uh, inflationary trends, especially in the India business, uh, more in the foods business than in the beverage business, especially the cost of coal and energy. Uh, apart from that, packaging freight also uh, starting to emerge, which we will be addressing via cost optimization, productivity, focus and revenue management to try and mitigate these impacts. Uh, and we will continue to streamline operations and we are working on simplification of the international business. So that is the broad outlook. With that, over back to you Nidhi. Thanks. Thanks Sunil. So uh, moderator, we can just go to the Q&A queue now for questions. Thank you very much. We will now begin the question and answer session. Anyone who wishes to ask a question may press star and 1 on the touchstone telephone. If you wish to remove yourself from the question queue, you may press star and 2. Participants are requested to use handsets while asking a question. Anyone who would like to ask a question, please press star and 1 at this time. Ladies and gentlemen, we will wait for a moment while the question queue assembles. The first question is from the line of Aditya Suman from Goldman Sachs. Please go ahead. Hi. Uh, good morning. Uh, so two questions from my end. Uh, firstly, uh, on deep prices, you uh, indicated that obviously uh, we should expect uh, sort of a steady improvement in gross margins and potentially lower uh, tea prices. But uh, there have been some articles on the impact of higher coal prices on tea. Uh, so maybe can you give us some perspective on how relevant that is and how much of an impact that could have? Uh, and secondly, uh, in terms of um, a higher advertising and promotion spends, uh, uh, you you did indicate some brands in your commentary, but but can you again give us a little more color on which segments are the sort of biggest absolute spends uh, and 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 the trajectory for those maybe over the next year or so? Thanks. Yeah. So uh, on the tea prices, actually, if I just provide some color around it, I think the initial bump last year was a supply demand. Uh, mismatch and that is why we have seen this rapid inflation. Uh, it started coming down uh, uh, apart from a brief uptick at the end of Q1 where two things happened. There was a bit of drought uh, conditions in Assam and then uh, with the second lockdown I think there was a bit of fear saying that will it be the same impact as Q1 of last year. That didn't happen. That said, uh, there has been a bit of issues on rainfall etc. and that's why you've not seen it taper down more than what it has. 
uh while uh, we do think there will be a little bit of impact on fuel uh, uh, coal etc happening out there it will not we don't expect to be as severe as what we had seen last year that said like i like i mentioned i think uh, we have been dynamic on pricing to make sure a we are competitive b we are making sure that we are building in consumer elasticity into the equation and most importantly maintaining volume and market share trajectory so we will we stay close to this i i mean your guess is as good as mine as to how much up or down the whole piece moves because remember supply will go up but there might be a pressure on cost so that whole equation has to bear out so keeping fingers crossed and we will continue to make movements as we see these prices move up or down so that's number 1 number 2 on the atl spends uh, i would like to highlight that i think we made the statement earlier that we were not spending as much as we were we would have liked or as much as we needed to spend to build competitive uh, strengths for our brands because ultimately building brands gives you more pricing power and builds margins uh, in the portfolio and uh, therefore uh, you would see the spends uh, going up uh, it is not that we are spending across all different brands we've got a very clear uh target brand architecture that we are uh, targeting towards and those are the brands we are spending behind so you would have seen big money going behind the premium end of the portfolio in tea for example tetley gold premium uh agni is one where we are starting to build the brand apart from just distribution uh in the foods business salt premium salt is a focus sampan which is a new brand for us to build is the focus so yeah coming from behind coming on to par so while you have seen uh, percentages versus last year going up if you look at it as a percentage of sales from a tcpl and compare it to a peers i think they're just about catching up now no understand i think i think very clear uh, on the second bit uh, i think just on the tea price again can you uh, give us a sense of what component uh, or what proportion of the total tea cost or input cost would be uh, fuel or coal I don't think it will be significant enough but that said I think Nidhi can get that to you separately on that exact piece Perfect yeah, the impact is, is most significant in the food business not not at not very insignificant as far as the energy cost I understand very clear thank you Thank you The next question is from the line of Peter Shah from Spark Capital please go ahead uh thanks for the opportunity a couple of questions from my side uh, first uh, pertains to margin uh, uh, expansion or, or at least uh, positive guidance that you are given on beverage business side uh, so just wanted to get some insights on competitive intensity here uh because we are fighting or we are uh, competing with a lot of unorganized slash uh, regional players who are very price sensitive so when the benefit comes how much confident are we to retain the benefit uh to to uh, see to uh, see uh, sleeping down to margin level so that first question so uh here's the thing i mean if, over the last i think 12 18 months you would have seen very clearly the large organized branded players gaining share uh and we we probably uh, been at the top of the pack in terms of uh, share gain uh as prices normalize so to speak given increased distribution given innovation given brand building we do expect to continue to uh, drive for uh, share momentum uh, we have brands straddling across the whole uh, uh, 
price uh, uh, range if i may uh, and if you actually look at our portfolio i think we've got more of an opportunity to drive share in the mass premium to premium ends and that is where we are focused on building our brands but that said we even have opportunity on converting from loose to branded that that trend will continue so there will be growth on both ends of the spectrum one is from the unbranded to branded and the other one is i think we will we will continue to gain share from regional slash locals uh, we, we remain quite confident about that thank you we lost the slide so we'll move to the next question which is from the line of arnav mitra from credit plus please go ahead yeah hi uh, sunil uh, i had actually one question on volume growth and t so uh, uh, wanted to understand uh, would be been a period of a bit of sluggish volume growth for a few quarters now mainly because of two reasons one is you know, as the commodity prices correct uh, do we see uh, some of the local players or or loose tea becoming more competitive versus the bigger branded players like tata because they would adjust prices down uh, possibly more on spot basis uh, and generally the trade also doesn't like to stock up when prices are going down and second you mentioned uh, the high base and i think the second half base is also quite high for the tea business so given these two do you expect some bit of sluggishness in the near term uh, in terms of tea volumes see other people are referring specifically to the volume sluggishness in this quarter uh, i would uh, just say that i think in the last 12 18 months it is hard to read quarter on quarter or cycling versus last year because of all the multiple uh things that have happened in the market uh a uh, if i i just like to point out that we are cycling a very high growth number of last year and despite that we've grown in this quarter that's number one number two uh, losing shares to locals uh, this thing remember this uh, downward trend has started sometime around uh end uh, uh, beginning of this calendar year and it is trending downwards albeit in bits and spurts and despite trending downwards the organized players have gained share so uh, the local a's and local b's as we call them have actually lost share and there is no reason for us to say that that trend will turn dramatically you are right about the fact that there might have been a downstocking when the first round of price uh, uh, stabilization happened but i think given the fact that we are uh, at least in the indian context we we count in consumer staples i don't think there is that much of a inventory uh, ups or downs especially in the branded players portfolio the locals and loose will obviously be playing that game uh, but for us i don't think inventory movements at retail is such a big segment uh, we do think if you look at past uh, trends uh, the tea business has been showing uh, high single digit volume growth and there is no reason for us to believe that as we enter a normal phase uh, that uh, trend should not continue going forward uh, okay thanks sneen uh, for that and my second and last question was on working capital so this reduction you've seen is there any fundamental change in how much the inventory you hold in terms of uh, your business is there any fundamental change in the business thinking on that Uh, so so adam actually the uh, working capital movements which have happened are on primarily on account of uh, two things one is receivables uh, and the credit uh, that we give out into the market if you remember uh, in september uh, last year we started uh, reworking our entire distribution system we trimmed from 4500 odd distributors to 1500 distributors of scale we also moved into a cash 
business into or significantly cash business in general trade so the receivables that sit on our books are primarily to do with the e-commerce uh, and modern trade which is in line with industry uh, in general trade we were not in line with industry and used to give uh, credit which we pulled back significantly so that's one piece second on t is we are making sure that uh, while we are booking inventories it's not necessarily we are paying for them today we're taking advantage of our market strength to make sure that uh, we we look look not to carry inventory on our books and this is the model that we will continue to adopt going forward okay that's very clear thanks and all the best thank you the next question is from the line of jay kumar doji from kotak please go ahead Hi, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, I've got two questions. The first one is on food margins. You know, if I look at 23% growth and yet 18-19% decline in uh, uh, at a EBIT level, uh, what percentage of this, uh, if you can give us some color, could be attributable to Tata Sampan? And uh, you know, uh, when do you expect the margins to come back to 15-16% for foods? So, are you planning any price increases in salts to offset the impact of higher freight? uh so 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 very very quickly uh, i mean uh, there is an impact of mix but it is not significant because gross margins are broadly flat to slight bit of a moment so while the sampan salt and soulful portfolio is playing out it it's not as much of an impact on the gross margin uh, the uh, the impact is actually more below the gross margin line in line with increased amp spends behind the food business we do need to build sampan into a stronger brand we do have opportunities to drive premiumness in salt and you are seeing that play out in the share gains that we are uh, uh, seeing in salt uh, apart from that uh, we have investment behind soulful which was budgeted for especially now that we've built a distribution which is 4x of where it was uh, when we acquired soulful we will continue to power soulful uh, brand strength to make sure that we build the business there apart from that there's been a small bit of reallocation of corporate costs as the food business becomes bigger and apart from that as i mentioned we've seen a bit of inflation creeping into freight logistics warehousing etc so that said i think lk talked about it going forward you should start seeing the margins on the business go forward Uh, we will make sure that we are balancing top line and margin growth because we do believe that the big opportunity for tata consumer products is to build a far larger food business than what we have today uh, i think there is too much importance on on this quarter i think we have to look at it in the context of wanting to build a larger uh, food business right and we certainly this is not the margin aspiration for us uh that's very helpful one quick one you know there was an article of uh, tata industries looking of, uh, you know sort of moving tata q brand to tata consumer products any comments you can offer on overall ready to eat opportunity and you know what are your thoughts i i would just not want to comment on media speculation right you, you will always find a lot of things written about tata consumer going after uh, 10 different things we do see a large opportunity in the food business and we remain committed to growing both organically and inorganically and very very sweet is an area of interest for us and we are evaluating it among other opportunities thank you so much thank you 
The next question is from the line of Percy Pandaki from IISL. Please go ahead. Uh, hi, sir. Uh, my first question is on the salt business. So, just wanted to understand what has led to uh, such a robust uh, growth in the salt business, something which is such a uh, penetrated category. Now, I understand obviously that uh, the market structure is such that uh, there is a significant unorganized uh, business which will lose share to uh, the organized. But the kind of growth that you have done, uh, does it suggest that uh, the pace of shift from unorganized to organized uh, it has accelerated above normal in this quarter for whatever reason, or should we take this as the normal pace of shift? So, Parthi, uh, you're right about uh, the growth in the salt business. I think it is driven by uh, two or three different factors uh, playing out. Uh, number one is the distribution increase. Uh, when I mentioned that we moved from a 2 million outlet reach to a 2.6 million, uh, that holds to almost similar numbers both for beverages and foods as we've expanded distribution. That's number one. But the more important piece is we moved from about 400, 500,000 outlets that we used to touch in both the businesses directly uh, up to a 1.1 million. So the execution in stores has become a lot better. That's the first piece. Second piece, we are playing the portfolio. As I said, we have an opportunity both. So number one is Tata Salt in terms of market share is probably 5 to 6x, uh, if not more, of the next uh, largest competitors. And all the next four put together don't total up to uh, the share that we have on Tata Salt. So we've got a very strong brand. So as long as we drive distribution, build the brand and expand the portfolio, we do believe we've got significant opportunity for growth. And that's what you're seeing uh, playing out. Yes, this quarter was a good top line to achieve. Just keeping fingers crossed that we will continue to deliver good uh, volume and revenue growth as we go forward. Right, sir. My second question is on uh, the Sampan business, uh, and uh, I'll restrict myself only to the salt and pulses uh, uh, part of it. Between these two, over the next four to five years, where would you put uh, the greater percentage of your uh, uh, marketing uh, budget? between the pulses and the spices business. So, so let me say, I don't think we've got to that level of detail in terms of uh, the split of the marketing this thing, albeit to say that whether it is in salt or in beverages or in sampan, I think we've got an opportunity to build distribution and power our brands to drive uh, top line growth. Uh, sampan has a huge runway to play with. Uh, and as we expand our portfolio, we need to build it into a stronger brand. We've just started the journey and we will continue to tweak our uh, strategy as we go forward. But do we see uh, material aggression on the spices business? I, uh, I ask because this is, uh, first of all, a large industry uh, and uh, uh, proven business model with many players here. And we know that this business can make a 20% EBITDA margin once uh, there is enough scale. So, uh, do you like really plan to push this much more aggressively than the pulses business where the business model itself is a little sort of undiscovered and the margins in any case will be very low? So, so I would say it is not an or game, it is an and game and that's why we are building Sampan as an overall brand. But you are absolutely right, the margins in the spices uh, segment are very good. Uh, we've had, we've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes on making sure that we're getting the product formulations right. As you rightly mentioned, spices is 
uh, india it is not a one size fits all especially when you go to the blended categories while the pures even in the pures the way uh, coriander for example is perceived in the north versus the south is different the color the flavor is different similarly with chili both the heat and the uh, color uh, percentages so we are right now in the middle of or just about finished an entire exercise on figuring out how we go laser focused on building one national brand but making sure it's got different variants to appeal to uh, different people in different uh, markets uh, the margins are attractive uh, and uh, you would see acceleration behind uh, spices as we go forward okay so that's all thanks and all this thank you the next question is from the line of aloksha from amrit capital please go ahead yeah hello sir uh, thank you for giving me an opportunity i just wanted to clarify one thing on the expand uh, i think initially you mentioned that uh, that you know this level of expand may not sustain uh but but on an absolute basis if i were to look at 3q4 technique which was more normal quarter uh, like like the current quarter our expense on a standalone basis has been in the range of about 125 or crore and currently it was 133 crore uh so so should we build a moderation from the from the current level or or you think this current trend over 130 or crore should sustain considering the brand that we aspire to build so alok i'm not sure i got the details but just to give you a perspective uh, we are coming from behind in terms of spends behind our brands on a atl uh, basis uh, if you look at percentage to sales uh, compared to a high single digits low double digits that most big branded players in the fmcg spaces would spend we are uh, significantly lower down and therefore you would see this upping the idea was in the synergies we've taken out significant amount of cost and a large part of that has been redeployed into building brands and building distribution so uh, i don't think we intend to reduce atl as a percentage of uh, sales if anything we would maintain slash make sure that we've got enough firepower for our brands going forward especially as we build the premium ends of our portfolio got it got it and and you know this one this one uh, you know uh, follow up on that is that uh, when we look at lot of other consumer goods companies uh, it's it's also because of the share of the personal care home care etc where the margins are more than 50 by 1% uh, but but you know in our portfolio the margin would not be that high so so uh, as you, as you said the higher focus would be on the adspend towards the premium brand is is, is that understanding correct then so that is one piece the other piece is in our, in the fmcg business you normally follow a ratio of uh, share of voice to share of market right uh, you want to make sure that you are competitive in distribution as well as competitive in reaching the minds of the consumer so the sov to SM, som uh, benchmark that we follow make sure that in the categories that we are playing in we are up there sov has to be slightly higher than the share of uh, market that's the way it is indexed so while i do understand that in other parts of the fmcg business there are higher margins and therefore it affords higher rent fee but in the categories that we are playing in we will be highly competitive got it got it that's it from my side thank you very much and good luck thank hi moderator perhaps we can go to the webcast now to take a couple of questions yeah 
So, uh, Sunil, there is a question from uh, Aditya at JST Investments. He is asking, what is the vision for the food business? And after Soulful, are we looking at more healthy brands under our fold? So, absolutely, like I, like I uh, said, I think uh, we see the biggest runway for growth in the foods business. Uh, we are uh, looking at opportunities growth from an organic as well as inorganic perspective. Uh, just to uh, highlight, we are sitting with 2250 crores of cash. So it is, uh, uh, we have enough firepower if and when we see opportunities. But like I earlier mentioned, just because we've got money in the pocket and we enter a supermarket, we don't have to buy anything. Uh, what we are very, very conscious about is we've got to create value for shareholders and therefore we take hard looks at both the strategic and financial fits. We've probably passed more, significantly more opportunities than we've ever done in the past. Uh, but yes, we are constantly scanning the horizon on any and every opportunity. Okay, thank you. So next question is from Saurabh Shah. Uh, he's asking if we have any plans to review the international business, especially given higher investments that may be needed in the domestic business. Now I would treat this as two separate uh, pieces per se. Uh, I don't think we will shy away from higher investments in the India business uh, and you've seen us up our A&P, increase our distribution, strengthen our entire digital innovation pipeline. So we're making the investments that are needed in the India business. That doesn't mean we've got to move away from the international. International is a separate piece which we've always mentioned saying that it's a stable business uh, with decent market shares. We right now focused on three big markets. It's a good cash flow business uh, and the focus there is to make sure that we get our strategy right. I think we've got a few pieces right. For example, in the UK, which I point, pointed out with the three brand strategy, we're looking at cost and optimization in those businesses to make sure that they're fueling their own growth from uh, simplification, etc. that we're looking at. Okay, thanks, Sunil. Moderator, we can go back to the Q&A queue. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Sheila Rati from Morgan Stanley. Please go ahead. Hi, Sunil. Uh, thank you for the presentation and thanks for the opportunity. I just had one question, and uh, this is on uh, the inflation on uh, the packaging side for both uh, paper and plastic. Uh, is this something which is worrying you in terms of being more long-term as compared to the inflation and other raw materials? And uh, if yes, then uh, is uh, the company thinking about doing something around it? That's my question. Uh, so, so Sheila, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think uh, uh, basically for us, it's a tale of two cities, right? Uh, we have seen tea price inflation coming down strongly and benefiting the India package beverages business. But on the other side, there is, uh, I would say, oil-led, uh, oil and liquidity-led inflation, uh, which we are seeing starting to uh, nudge up in the foods business per se. Uh, so yes, it is having an impact on packaging, freight, uh, logistics, etc. It is starting to creep up and like I mentioned in my outlook, we are looking at various different levers that we have which includes uh, uh, revenue management, which includes packaging sizes, uh, pricing as part of that, uh, various uh, discretionary spends, A&P, the right level to make sure we are trying to balance it. 
but i do see the oil led inflation probably lasting out longer than all the other pieces uh, put together so sunil where i was coming from is uh, more to do less to do with oil but more to do with the supply constraints uh, which could you know build up in the medium term uh, especially on supply of paper and pl- plastic uh, due to concerns on esg so uh, that's where i was looking at that is this inflation year to stay because the supply could be an issue in the medium to long term uh, uh let, let me say we don't see uh, supply constraints as being an issue uh, I, I, right now for example a significant portion of our uh, uh, salt packaging is already recyclable we are moving to recyclable packaging in beverages as well in line with our commitments on esg etc uh but we don't see supply constraints as being an issue out there we do see cost creeping up because of uh, fuel and uh, oil led inflation out there okay thank you uh moderator i'll just take another question from the webcast uh sunil chanchal is asking uh in narish ko you got water business uh, right so between water business and food business which will ramp up faster given both have huge opportunities so so Ch- chanchal i would say it is again not a or this thing it's a and we've got opportunities in both the businesses but like i said narishko i think is on a real roll uh, 107% growth year to date despite the fact that we saw a lockdown the great news is i think we've got the business models right just uh, i don't i didn't mention it on the call Himalayan the business has broken even in the last quarter after so many years of having the business we've actually turned the business on the profitability front uh, you've seen the increase in number of outlets you've seen the new product pipeline starting to come out fruski which we started as a pilot in hyderabad and vizag uh, very quickly we ran out of capacity now we've added capacity and we'll start ramping that up the innovation in the cups which is a very very unique package and we are the leaders in that uh, the jelly has started off on a i normally don't use this term but gone off like a rocket and i hope to continue that momentum so it's a, and accepting both of them have different priorities uh, and we'll continue to stay focused to make sure we leverage both of them to get our growth aspirations right uh moderator we can go back to the q and a q now please thank you the next question is from the line of manoj menon from icic security please go ahead uh, hi sunil and team i just had uh, one question uh, you know which is pretty much a top down uh, based on uh, uh, you know what you are uh, you know seeing in different parts of the portfolio uh, in india given that you have a reasonably diversified portfolio now versus what it was 5 years back when it's a diversified it could be region uh, it could be products uh, it could be skus uh, you know given the sort of uh, inflation what we are seeing in general in the economy which is probably happening uh, after after a decade and also in conjunction with some commentary which we heard from companies like unilever etc that uh, you know it seems to be hurting demand at least that's what their prognosis is so just wanting to understand based on what you are seeing and not necessarily what a nielsen number says on market growth etc uh, if you could give some examples on what the consumer is actually uh, you know saying or behaving currently uh, in terms of it you can you where where opportunities lies you lies for you uh, within that parameters second uh, you know does this have any sort of an impact uh, for you in your business plans for uh, you know let's say innovation over the next uh, 12 to 18 months thank you 
so so uh, manoj i i mean uh, i am not a forecaster uh, all i can say is i have been hearing bits and snippets of what various people are saying so you would have heard this chatter about rural being uh, slower than urban and lot of this is coming out of various different categories which nielsen is tracking uh, i would say for us actually it is not as much of a concern as it would be for many other companies because like i said we are our urban footprint is far stronger than rural so rural is more of a share opportunity for us that's number one number two in terms of outlook i'm not sure it is a sustained long term uh, problem simply because a we've had a good monsoon msps are good we're coming out of the covid wave which last time this time around actually impacted the rural heartland uh, and i think consumers were not very sure so i do see improvement from here on now again don't take my word for it because like i said i am not a forecaster i just try and distill what i'm uh, hearing around uh, you would also hear different companies talk of stress in different parts of the country uh, again i i wouldn't uh, be too worried about that because for us very simply put in the categories that we play if i take tea and salt uh, i do think we've got share opportunities in branded and we've got the opportunity move move from unbranded to branded similarly in salt we've got opportunity both on the premium space as well as uh, below out there and sampan is literally white space which we've got to go out and sampan soulful narishko we've got to go out and chat out our own uh, trajectory so uh, while we would keep a close eye on trends as they happen uh, i would be more keen on making sure that our share aspirations and our top line aspirations uh, remain in the right place thank you thank you sunila absolutely clear thank you the next question is from the line of devika jain from ratnapalli investments private limited please go ahead hi good morning sir so i just had one question i uh, wanted to understand how do you plan to capitalize group company advantages so basically what is your strategy to go about it and be less group dependent at the same time Thank sorry you. if i got your if i got your uh, question right we work very closely with different group companies albeit in the right legal and governance framework to make sure we are leveraging all the advantage that that the tata group brings to the table so for example in the whole tata digital sphere Uh, which is actually owned by Tata Sons. We are making sure that we are staying close and collaborating with companies to derive maximum amount of synergies. Mm. Okay, so okay, that, that's about it. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Suman Kumar from Mutala Lokpal. Please go ahead. Yeah, so hi, sir. Can you talk about the other expense trajectory from here? We have seen a overall YOI and QoQ increase. So, what will be the trajectory from here? The the expense is going to stabilize or going to moderate from here? LK, can I request you to take that? So, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. So, I think you know, as uh, we expect that as business grows, the proportion as a percentage to sales will improve, right? So, uh, I'm not commenting on quarter and quarter. I said what this. The elements of this are an investment in building capability. As you get more sales, the percentage of sales we expect to to come down uh, from where it is today. There is also some element of inflation which is there. Uh, we don't think that will be there forever. That also will normalize. So, uh, and as we uh, uh, do, we have some further initiatives uh, 
on restructuring and all that, which are not complete, which also could give us a fill. So overall, in the medium term, we would expect an improvement in the percentage to fill and not where we are today. Okay. And the second question is the food margin. Uh, can you discuss about the, we have seen a uh, significant decline in food margin. Uh, so what what will be the normal uh, trajectory for food margin uh, in the annual basis? I'm not talking about quarterly numbers. So number one, number two, uh, the tea side, uh, we have seen a 2% kind of growth on maybe the high, because of high base, but uh, the, the, with the uh, expansion in the reach, we can't, uh, we are not expecting a, a lower single digit kind of growth in the tea. The question is not clear. So, the so, so let, 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 me, let me try and answer the, let me try and answer the uh, tea uh, thing. Like I said, I, I, I think I answered it earlier on the call. Longer term, we do expect mid to high single digit growth that was prevalent in the tea business. There's no reason for us to change our views on that. Uh, I would urge you not to draw too much into the quarter-on-quarter -quarter, uh, moves up and down out here simply because it has been a very, very volatile environment. On the foods business, again LK mentioned this is not the long-term uh, numbers that we are seeing. We want to continue to move it upwards and I think you will see that coming forward. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Shudish Padeshi from Centrum Capital. Please go ahead. Hi, good afternoon, uh, Sunil and NK. Thanks for the opportunity. I have two questions. Uh, if I look at the uh, food part of the business uh, towards uh, total branded business, it's already moved from 23% to the highest of 25%. Would you, uh, would you help me to understand where do you see this business to settle maybe medium to long term, maybe another two to three years? in the food space. Again, to reiterate, TCPL aspires to be a large FMCG company and as the first step in that, we want to build a large F&B company and in that space, we see food as the bigger, bigger growth driver. Uh, so, you see so, uh, focus on growing salt, of course. You see the focus on expanding the Sampan portfolio and you would also see us make organic, inorganic moves like we made in Soulful. Moderator, we will take one last question now, please. Thank you. The next question is from the line of Jen, Jen Mamania from KRPMS. Please go ahead. Yeah, hi, Sanjay. Good afternoon. Uh, I have a couple of questions. One is regarding the uh, single origin coffee sonnet that we have launched, and we have launched more variants also recently. So, can you tell us how big it can be in a period of two years, and is there any plan to launch offline? So, so let, let me say it's not only Tata Coffee Sonnets, we've uh, started our D2C play because we do think <coughs> this was a long-term trend which would have come about anyways and uh, the COVID environment has probably accelerated that. Uh, we do see a place for D2C brands because A, it helps us play in premium categories at a very low cost. B, it helps us to reach target consumers and communicate with them directly. And C, more importantly, we get a feedback real time on how consumer trends are moving. So we've launched Tata Tea 1868, we've launched 8 o'clock coffee, and we've launched Sonnets. Now, we are seeing a decent response. I do think we can accelerate this. 
uh, I would not hazard a guess on how big it can be because we've got to get several pieces right, both in terms of the communication and the logistics as we roll this out. Uh, that said, uh, the focus on uh, D2C brands will continue to be there. And if we see that they are decent enough to uh, to necessitate or there is an opportunity to move them into premium retail outlets, we will take a call at the uh, right time. Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, in case of tea, what is our average domestic price realization this quarter and in the corresponding quarter? I think I will let Nidhi revert to you separately on that very specific question. Uh, and she'll get back to you. Okay, okay. Thank you. That's all. That's all. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the last question for today. I now hand the conference over to Ms. Nidhi Varma for closing comments. Yes, thank you so much everyone for your time today. Uh, I recognize we've uh, run out of time. So if you have any further questions, please feel free to get in touch with me. Uh, and uh, have a very happy festive season ahead. Thank you. Thank you. On behalf of ICSA Securities, that concludes this conference. Thank you for joining us, and you may now disconnect your lines.